0: Welcome to Your Next Mission podcast with the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army and co-founder of the American Freedom Foundation, Jack L. Tilly. Proudly presented by Cavalry Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global, and Veterans United Home Loans.
1: Hello out there warriors, past and present, and your families. I want to start to show out like every week. I, I just want to thank you for, for what you've done and what you continue to do for this uh, this great country. God bless you. I, I know the kind of sacrifices you make and so uh, keep up the good work. And, and again, thank you for what you're doing. Welcome to uh, season three of Your Next Mission video podcast, a program initiative of the American Freedom Foundation. I'm Jack Attila, 12th, Sergeant army I always love to say that because I'm pumped up and in your, in your host. Uh, but. Before we get started, I personally want to thank our presenting sponsors, Calvary Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global, and Veterans United Home Loans for their generous support in making your next mission happen. They love our veterans and families, and I'm gonna say it every week, we love them too. We have a great show for you today. We're gonna to be focusing on uh, Veterans Affairs, and I'm so excited, I'm, I'm really pumped up. Only time I talk to a, an Army soldier, I'm pumped up. I'm excited to introduce Masters Sergeant Art of Retired, Terrence L. Hayes, U.S. Army Press Secretary with the U.S. Department of Veterans
2: Affairs. Uh, Welcome. So excited to have you on the show. Sergeant Major, thank you for having me. I'm I'm super pumped up to join your program today and just have a chat with you.
1: Hey, You know, I always like somebody that's
2: pumped up because it really what it does, it motivates
1: me all the way through here. Hey, uh, we have a lot to cover today. But before we do that, uh, could you tell the audience a little bit about yourself?
2: Yes, Sergeant Major. Uh, I'm a uh, fellow, fellow Army warrior as yourself. Who are you? I uh, Who are served in the United States Army for 20 years and one day, the mandatory minimum. Wait a minute, I got to tell you. Mm-hmm. Not, I said it
1: a minute ago. Anybody less than 20, 36, 20, quitter, go ahead. <laughs>
2: hey, I thank you for that. No, um, <laughs> but, but again, uh, I, I served in the world's greatest Army yeah. and uh, with some amazing teammates. And uh, I, I did public affairs for my entire career, deployed to Iraq from uh, from December of 06 to March of 08, uh, was there doing some really difficult, challenging times, but we were running public affairs for you know the entire theater. So uh, again, it was a great opportunity to deploy my soldiers there, brought them back exactly how they left. Yeah. So I'm very proud of that. Yeah. But, uh, but I learned a lot by serving alongside my many teammates in theater, and carried that back for the rest of my career. So uh, again, humbled to have joined my sergeant major of the army at one point, <laughs> and uh, and thanks again for having me, sergeant major. Hey, now, you know, it's really
1: great that you talk about the team. It's uh, I always tell people it's about the team. It's about the family. It's uh, you know, it's about all the, all the guys and gals that we work with throughout their throughout our time in the military. So it's uh, it's good you talk about. It. Hey, it seems we're finally coming out of this COVID nineteen pandemic, which has certainly been challenging for for all of us, but. But the VA, how did the VA deliver, you know, uh, healthcare to all those veterans out there? I'm sure that was really challenging.
2: Yes, Sergeant Major, uh, that's a great question. And uh, I wanna give a shout out, a huge shout out to our amazing clinician teams across the country, serving at our VA medical centers. Um, These men and women selflessly serve in these capacities. And I say selflessly because, you know, they can serve anywhere else in the private sector or some of these other hospitals and get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars more, but they choose to serve our fellow veterans because of the mission and because of the sacrifices that our veterans have given for our country. So that's the first thing I wanna do. Second thing is that, yes, it was a challenge without question. These men and women continue to put themselves in harm's way under the COVID-19 circumstances by providing you know, world-class healthcare to our veterans when they needed it. Um, And no point did our VA medical center shut down at all, you know, full stop. So folks were still able to come in and receive these services that they needed. Now, routine appointments and things of that nature did have to be rescheduled at some point in the beginning phases of the pandemic, but we were able to basically follow back up with all of those veterans. Every veteran who had to reschedule or cancel an appointment there was follow up, and those individuals were able to seek the services that they required. So we're very proud of that. But again, it was a challenging time, without question, you know, unprecedented time for us as a department. And when you, you know, when you have the largest integrated healthcare system in the country, you know, and and our clinicians stepped up to the plate and was able to hit home runs each and every day to ensure that our our veterans received the services that they required you know, I have to salute them without question.
1: Yeah, I, I think one of the things for me personally, I did a lot of Zoom meetings, uh, you know, if, if I had an appointment and, I'd, you know, take a yes. blood test or whatever, but the, the doctor would come on and Zoom and if it was, you know, something we would just talk about and give me some recommendations. So I think during that period of time, we did a lot of Zoom, which was really pretty beneficial. The other thing I'll tell you is, uh, a years ago, a few years ago, they come out with this thing about, uh, there was, there was a, they wanted you to sort of move out of TRICARE and go and you, use different facilities which I mm-hmm. absolutely hated. But uh, <clears throat> so I, I started doing that, and one of the things I did, I went to the VA, and I, and I really had a my, – my, yeah, I thought, ah, you know, I don't know if this is going to be good or not. Once I went to the VA, I got to tell you, they treated me like a king. I mean, and I treated everybody that way.
2: And so you're going to hear – Well, I'm glad side. to hear that, Sergeant yeah. Well, I, I mean – Yeah, I'm glad that. to hear that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, in fact, I, uh, I don't know if you know uh, uh, Todd Hunter, but uh, Todd and me have been friends for years, but I sent Todd a note and said, man, this is unbelievable. Uh, the kind of stuff they're doing hey uh the one of the greatest challenges really is homelessness now and it really it I tell you it really hits hard with it when it comes to veterans homeless what's the homelessness what's the uh what's the VA doing about that I mean every time I turn around I, I see there's a lot of people out there that uh, that are struggling and I know a lot of yes. them because a lot of them because they they suffer from post-traumatic stress TBI yeah. uh, those mental issues but there's a lot of veterans out there what what's the VA doing about
2: that are they doing yeah, sergeant it about May- it? Yes, yeah, Sergeant Major, uh, it's, it's a challenge, yeah. um, and it's not just a challenge within, you know, VA. This is a challenge within our country, yeah. homelessness in itself, and what VA is doing right now. We're partnering with, you know, several folks across the country to tackle this issue of veteran homelessness. Yeah, give you an example. Um, we have a large population of homeless veterans in Los Angeles. Uh, at one point, living right uh, in front of the VA period- hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. There was an area called Veterans Row, right directly in front of the campus in a pretty prominent area of the country known as Brentwood. And we had about 42 homeless veterans in tents residing on this one street. The secretary uh, came on board in 2021, February of 2021, visited Veterans Row in August for the very first time. Walked the entire road, chatted with every single one of those veterans to one, hear their stories and figure out how they ended up on the streets on Veterans Road. Number two, to figure out how we could correct that situation. He brought that back to DC. And within a week, we had a strategy in place to to get those homeless veterans, all 42 of those veterans onto our West LA campus it was done, we it, we got all of those individuals into temporary housing on the campus. And then not only in the temporary housing, but we immediately got them into the services that they required to ensure that we can keep them off the streets. And now many of them are in what's called tiny homes, which are now kind of like your permanent shelters on the campus still going through the services that they require to ensure that they remain, you know, uh, Remain in homes. You know, we don't want them to return back to a homeless status. So, what we're doing is we're hoping that using this strategy in Los Angeles, where we have the largest population of homeless veterans, we're hoping to use this same model in various cities across the country DC, Philadelphia, Atlanta, Dallas, you name it, and hopefully institute this same process to get as many homeless veterans off the street and into permanent housing and into the resources that they require again it's a tall task but the secretary has stated that you know we have a goal of basically removing 38,000 homeless veterans off the street by the end of this year oh wow that's we're, a big number we're yeah. we're are we're, we're, we're beyond half of that number now i think we're into about 20,000 or so who have been you know, placed into some sort of temporary or permanent housing at this moment. So again, we have a lot of work to do leading into December 31st and we're engaged and we're ready to tackle it, but we're working hand in hand with our partners across the country to ensure that we do this for our homeless veterans.
1: Yeah, is, is that the number you have is 38,000? Is, is that the actual number that you're there, Is it more than that that's out there?
2: Yeah, it's a little more than that that's out there, but again, it's, again, what we wanna do is try to reach a number that we believe is achievable, it's still a tall task to reach thirty-eight thousand. Oh yeah! But again, I think we're going to achieve that, and we're going to achieve that with the help of our many partners across the country to get us to do
1: that. Yeah, here's for me personally. Here's one of the things we've ignored that issue for such a long time, and yes. I think you really break it down into. You know, I said it a minute ago: post-traumatic stress, uh, yes. mental illness, some, and I got to be at drugs, uh, pharmaceutical yes, exactly. drugs or drugs. Uh, and then some of them just just never have fit back into society, and so it's, exactly. it's uh, I hope what doesn't happen, sometimes we have a short time fix that doesn't work. You have to have a long time adjustment. Right. So it's, it's not about today, it's about 20 years down the road. So how do we put these guys back, or guys and gals, uh, back into a, a program that either yep. educates them or trains them for a skill or whatever they gotta do, so, so they're not out there all the time. But, it, but again, it's, you know, with the veteran community is rough, but when you look at nationally, uh, the the problem we have, and we can't, you know, we can't keep ignoring the issue. It's not going to go away. And you know, I think we're even with some of the things we're doing right now, we're really making it worse because we're allowing more people to come into the country. That's a different issue, but but we'll have the same issue, uh, and we we got to be careful about that. You can't you can't ignore it. You gotta yeah, sorry, sorry, Major. Yeah. Kind
2: of, yeah, to to kind of jump on that, yeah. Sergeant Major. Again, we want to ensure that these folks don't return to a homeless status. And as you stated, it takes those services. It takes that, you know, uh, abuse counseling. It takes that rehabilitation. It takes that, you know, job, you know, counseling to help them in their employment status. It takes a lot of different various uh, resources to help, you know, get these individuals to a status that, they don't return to that homelessness. And that's what's going to really generate that long-term gain for them. Yeah, And uh, we're making strides in that.
1: Well, I think the other thing, too, is you got to make sure that, uh, I always say, a sergeant can do anything, right? And I think what you got to do is is sometimes you need somebody that speaks the same language. I know in the, when you look right. at the VA, everybody's not a veteran. But when you look at the right. VA, if you got more veterans that are helping homeless veterans, there's a Better can I, I, I tell this story all the time? There was a guy in, uh, in the Pentagon one time that was illegally blind, and uh, he was a special ops guy. He was a special ops guy, he got shot in the head, got shot in the head twice. And uh, I went in there, and they're teaching him a computer stuff. And, and, and the lady pointed out, I said, This guy here, he won't really talk to anybody. So, of course, I'm going to go over there and try to talk to him. So I went over and started talking to him. He talked to me like we'd known each other for years. <laughs> and, uh, and when I walked out, she says, how did you get into the talk? I said, I'm a soldier. You know, that's wow. the bottom line. Soldiers will talk to soldiers uh, to try yes. to work those hey, issues. One of the other things I really, it's, it's tough for all of us is just a, the amount of suicides. You know, I've, I've heard different numbers, 17, 22, and more than that. I mean, what's the VA doing to, you know, to fight that? I mean, that's, that's just a tough issue. And I know it's hard. Uh, because there's a lot of depression for people that come out of either out of combat or or out of the service that that struggle what, what are you guys doing about that
2: Sergeant major uh you're absolutely right. suicide is a uh, is a real concern in its country as a whole and uh, and as a veteran myself is it's a concern for my veterans, my fellow battle buddies so I, I I can report that over the past two years and how we report is that, uh, and our annual report actually just hit the street this past week. Um, for 2019, the numbers declined oh, good. by 307. Yeah. For 2020, the numbers declined again by 348. So there is a decline. But again, we have not arrived. And I want to make that perfectly clear. Just because there continues to be a decline over the past two years doesn't mean that progress has totally been made. Yeah. by no means. Yeah. We want to get to zero. That is the end goal, to get to zero uh, veteran suicides across the country. And we're going to continue to work diligently with our partners, which we have done very well. But again, until we get to that number zero, we are not where we need to be on this subject of veteran suicide. Well, I think I think the conditions have changed. I mean, the, uh, the environment changed. One is we're no
1: longer we're really, no longer at a, a big war. We're not deploying as much as we was before, uh, so everything's sort of slowing down. People are, are spending more time uh, around, so it's it's less. One one of the other things I would get off this subject is a great subject to talk about. One of the other things, I think the iPhone has caused us problems. People don't talk to each other anymore, right. and so uh, it, it, and I always say this. Probably some people don't like it, but but I think because of war, we have a, a, you know we don't have as much. Uh, communications with the younger soldiers or older soldiers anymore like we did right. before. And and that's unfortunate, but they was focused on war. Uh, but, yeah. uh, I, you know, it's a, I, again, I can tell you, I have uh, had one young man uh, years ago that, uh, when I was a brigade sergeant major, uh, said that uh, he wanted to commit suicide. So, I, you know, just like anybody else, I said, hey, give him to me and, and I'll take care of him. I'll talk to him. And I did. I talked to him every day. I let him be my driver as a brigade sergeant major, and we chit-chatted. And then... Uh, one weekend they call me. And he says hey, he tried it again. He hooked up something from this uh, exhaust pipe into the car and tried to uh, commit suicide. And I learned something from that. Uh, you 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 may think that you have the skill sets to help people, but send them like you said. Send them to the right people uh, exactly. to assist them. To, you know, not a professional counselor. Not I don't have that skill set. But I think it's important right. for her. the other thing. I think we got to do too is we just have to listen to people more. You know, uh, we're too often people will talk to you and then. And then they'll turn the other way, and they won't listen to your conversation. If if a soldier that you're talking to has something to say, listen. You know, the, one of the keys to success, I think, for good leaders is is effective communicator and a good listener. And if you listen, and no matter if it's important to you or not, but listen. And, and sometimes that's enough to sort of take that stress off them a little bit. So I think that's uh, anyway. I don't know if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, you absolutely
2: not. you're absolutely right, Sergeant Major. Um, one of the things that I think that we can all do better at, and you know. You know just focus on being in the military. Yeah. Is that uh we got to return to an to an era where you know we we walk the barracks. Yeah. You know, we we know what our soldiers are are, are doing. You yeah. know, we're we're interested in uh in their their lives outside of when they take the uniform off. Yeah. And uh and we know what you know problems they may have in their lives. So and, and we have to do it in the veteran ranks as well. Yeah. And uh one of the things that I'm very proud of when it comes to something that we've been able to institute and it's the 988 hotline. Yeah. You know, previously, you know, folks would have to, you know, with the veterans crisis line, you'd have to learn this long 10-digit number. Yeah. But when you're in the middle of a crisis, you you don't, you know, you're not focused on, okay, what number do I need to dial yeah, or yeah. how do I handle this situation? Yeah. Now with the implementation of dialing 988 yeah. and then you simply as soon as you get the line, you press the number 1, veterans, service members, Families immediately receive access to a live person yeah. within nine seconds yeah. and able to receive whatever services that they require whether that's mental health services whether that's financial counseling whatever it is that they require but you d- you simply call nine eight eight dial one and you'll receive the services that you w- that you need within seconds
1: yeah uh, that, that uh, uh, you well, you hit a lot of great points although will I remember all on there but But one is that nine eight eight is really hit one after nine eight eight hit one don't forget that guys you were listening there the second thing is is uh you talked about old way of dealing with people you know walking through the Mm -hmm. barracks that's how i grew up in the army you know every weekend i was in the barracks i was talking to soldiers seeing what's going on and 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 they would tell me all sorts of stuff to be honest (laughs) with you but but they was honest with me because they knew i was real and i think sometimes we get reach a point where we Promoted and our head swells up, or even in civilian life, your head swells. and said, "Hey, look at me. It's not about you. It's about us. us. It's about how do we build a, a better lifestyle for all of us." You know. And in fact, one last thing. You guys, this is such a great subject for me. One last thing. I did. Yeah. I, did a, I did a show. I don't know if you know uh, Vince Patton and Al McMichael. Sergeant Major Marine Corps and, and uh, Chief Pastor of the Corps. Right. So we're talking about something, and I don't. I don't can't remember what the conversation was, but but I said not one time did I ask what color somebody was to my left or right. I don't care, you know. We're all soldiers. We're all Americans, and we're all on this earth to help each other out. And so,
2: exactly, I think, I
1: think we got to do the right thing. And I, I think sometimes just, uh, you know, life is such a way. I mean, we was talking about uh, today about what you know what what term you want to be called or whatever. And I said, hey, look, I'm old. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you're not old now you're well, not over hey. eight well you know i'm getting a little but the fact you, you can that still go
2: you can still go if we need you to well, I,
1: I, i'm here I'm <laughs> but the fact of the matter is uh do what's right for you exactly and help people the way you want to be or treat people the way you want to be treated and i think sometimes we get off balance with that a little bit we're talking about you know i don't dislike or like or whatever we're, we're, you know we're all here on this earth god put us all in this earth to do one thing and that's you know that's work together and make it a better place so we're we uh, I just love that. act. And I love. Yeah, I love that. I mean, that's, that's yeah. the
2: number one. That's the number one concept I live by Sergeant yeah. Major yeah. is uh, treat others as I want to be treated, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and if you could do that, if you could love everybody, yeah. you know, I love you, Sergeant Major. I love, you know, my fellow <laughs> battle buddies on my left and right. It doesn't matter where you come from or, you know, what religion you may be or, or the background you may have or the yeah. education or Absolutely. financial status.
1: Yeah.
2: If, if we just treat everybody the same way, you know, with that same love, I think we'll be in a better, better position. I,
1: I tell you, what, I love you, but I'm not gonna give you no money. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
1: hey, we're talking we're talking with Master Sergeant. He's making me laugh right now. We're talking with Master Sergeant Terrence Hayes, press secretary at the U.S. Army, Department of Veterans Affairs, and what a what a great guy he is. And you're listening to uh, your next mission video podcast with me, your host, 12th Sergeant Major of the Army, Jack Keltillion. And, and don't forget. Uh, if you're enjoying this discussion and I know that you are because we're helping veterans we're talking about how do we how do we make veterans really safer how do we work some of the issues we got to we got to help each other out but we got to but we got to join a team uh please please like us and and uh, hit on that subscribe button below here and, and uh, join the team I want a team I want a, whole, a bunch of masters and out there and, and, uh, hey. and a bunch of soldiers you know we are uh, yeah. You know, oh, this is a great subject, right? Get, uh, getting disability claims process has been a major undertaking for a lot of veterans. I, yes. I can tell you war stories about mine here in a minute, but I know uh, we're experiencing a lot of frustration. Where does the you know where do we stand now with that VA claim stuff? I know what there's I, it used to be a big backlog. Is it still
2: there? Yeah. So, Sergeant Major, uh, we're working diligently every single day when it comes to the disability claims yeah. backlog. Um, you know, each month over the past six months that that backlog has declined substantially. And it's because we've been able to deliver more disability benefits monthly than ever before. Um, We've been able to hire additional personnel, highly trained folks to really get after this situation. But the one thing that we want to leave folks with is this, while there is a disability claims backlog, and we know that you know, it's a tough thing for us to tackle until we get that number down to zero. We want to let everybody know that, hey, we're delivering more benefits to more veterans than ever before. So we don't want this disability claims backlog number to be a deterrent for any veteran seeking benefits, compensation, services, whatever the case may be, because you've earned that. So please file your claim today and we're going to get to it. In an exponentially fast way. So again, do not rel- do not you know be deterred by a disability claims backlog. Yes, there is one, but again, we have highly trained individuals who are really working diligently, working hard. We have folks working overtime as well to get after this right now to deliver on the benefits that you've earned and you deserve.
1: Yeah, somebody gave me a number here not too long ago. Said there's 17 to 20 million veterans. I don't know what the actual number is. Uh, 17 million to 20 million veterans. Yeah. And, uh, and, and they also gave me, I can't remember the number, maybe, maybe you do, is, is that what percentage of people really use the VA? That's it's really not as big as I thought. Yeah, do you yeah. know what the number is?
2: Yeah, so I'll tell you this from a, from a uh, healthcare standpoint. From a healthcare standpoint, we track ni- about 9 million veterans actually receive healthcare benefits or healthcare services from VA. Here's the thing, we want all 20 million plus to come to us in some form or fashion to receive, you know, their healthcare, you know? Not only that, if there's some sort of benefit that you that you really want, the housing benefit. You know, you talk about your, your VA home loan. Yeah. We want folks to take advantage of that. Education benefits, file today, so you can get that education benefit and, you know, help you in your pursuit of furthering your education. And then there's a whole host of other benefits you know, for other folks. So again, please take advantage of this. File your claim today. Do not be deterred by anything. And there's trained professionals out there who can help you navigate that system. And I really want folks to be, you know, to leave with this, is that you don't necessarily have to find an attorney. We actually say this, you don't need to find an attorney. There's trained individuals at your local VSOs, your local veteran service organizations, your VFWs, your American legions, your DAVs, trained, free of charge to file your claim, serve as your proxy. You can notify them at any time. They can tell you the status of your claim. You can immediately look in the system because guess what? VA provides the credential training to those individuals so they know how to navigate that system to the best of their ability to deliver those claims in a timely fashion, uh, in, in an accurate fashion for you. So again, you don't necessarily have to find an attorney to make that stuff happen. Reach out to your local VSOs, you can file direct yourself, you know, visit uh, va.org for more information. Tell,
1: when you use acronyms, make sure you tell people what they are, VSO and all this stuff, so the audience knows what they are. Yeah, veteran
2: service organizations. Like I said, your your veterans of foreign wars, your American legions, your you know disabled American veterans, those individuals, those service organizations, have trained professionals to navigate this system for you. So again, please visit them. And again, if you wanna do this yourself, by all means you can, visit va.gov to find out more information on how you can file your claim today.
1: Yeah, you have a better system now in place. When I got out of the service, you just it took your physical and then they'd send it to the VA or something, but they always said go to the VA. You know, when I got out of the service, I got eight or nine zeros, I put 10 figures up, but 10 zeros. <laughs> and uh, and I never, I said, it you know, really is sort of stupid on my part, but it's, I said, uh, I really don't want any disability. Right. Uh, and, I sort of, and I sort of let it go. But after about five years, I said, well, you know, I'd like to go and, uh, and get some disability. Because I want to be honest with you, I want to be a service-disabled veteran-owned company. Mm-hmm. And so I went back and applied, and they gave me 30%. I said, you've got to be kidding me so i appealed the process and then two years mm-hmm. later i i got like 50 plus and i appealed the process so anyway I'm, mm-hmm. you know i'm still working on it but but i think uh, the people that are listening be uh be persistent uh, yes. about doing this you know just because yeah. somebody said and you got to make sure it's documented in your medical records uh, and you <laughs> yes. have some kind of a documentation the other thing that you really hit on and i think it's important is not many veterans know about their benefits and entitlements and i always try to uh I wanted why well, as a sergeant major I wanted to do a lot of things, but one of the things I want to do is put financial education into our to our schooling system and the second thing I want to do I said when you come into the service I want to start teaching you about benefits and entitlements all the way through so you understand exactly and, and so and then uh, the other thing is is your spouse uh, making sure your your spouses really know more about your benefits than you do yeah because uh, they're concerned about that stuff but those are those are great questions uh we're, we're you know I appreciate all your uh, all, all your comments and stuff. And, and if we're missing anything you want to add, please jump right on. i I just love this to say let's take a yeah again.
2: Go, go again, ahead. I just want your I just want your viewers to, you know, find out as much information as possible. So I urge them to visit VA.gov to find out the whole gamut of yeah. benefits that you may be eligible for. And again, to even possibly look into uh enrolling into the healthcare system as well. Yeah.
1: Well the key is the key to say is talk to other people, do Talk to other veterans. You know, a lot of times, if, if, uh, if, we're, giving, if we're bad-mouthing something, you know, it, it sort of gets around. But if something's good, tell people it's good. Tell them why right. it's good, and tell them how to work through the system. So I think we don't do enough of that. And, and the other thing I think, we go back to suicides, is uh, we all should be reaching out to people we serve with and talking yes. to them. Uh, I always call it like a buddy check. You know, see exactly. how you're doing. So, you know, it, it, even if you call them up, so I'd, you know, last year we really focused on uh, mental illness, but I had a couple of friends that uh, committed suicide. One of them was a senior NCO that I'd known for years, and I always think to myself, if if I would have actually called him and said something, would have made a difference. You know, right. and and the fact right. that matters, I hope it would have. Do I know? I don't know. But but I, I you know I feel bad for myself. I guess I feel bad. Certainly feel bad for him because he's a wonderful person. But but I right. wish I, you know you make decisions in your life sometimes good, sometimes bad, but but I think I, I did something, I wish, I wish I would have done it. You know, I wish I would have done better with that. So let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. You're watching your next mission video podcast.
0: You're watching your next mission. Proudly presented by the Cavalry Agency. They help brands dominate no matter their size. Ideas, strategy, action. This is Cavalry. Learn more at cavalry.com. Navy Federal Credit Union, the most trusted credit union owned by members of the military community, serving all branches of the armed forces and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Purdue Global, providing affordable online education for hardworking adults. Learn more about a personalized, innovative, and world-class education at PurdueGlobal.edu. Veterans United Home Loans, the number one VA lender for five straight years. If you're buying, they're funding your dreams. Learn more at veteransunited.com. Now back to your host, the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army, Jack L. Tilley.
1: Welcome back. We're blessed to be here today with uh, master sergeant, I wanna make sure I get that right, retired Terrence L. Hayes. U.S. Army press secretary, and I'm so proud of him being a press secretary over there, with the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. And and I want all of our viewers viewers to reach out to me directly. Uh, You know, uh, tell us about your transition. Tell us what topics you want us to cover. And it's not my show, it's our show. Tell us what topics you want me to cover, want us to cover, because we want to make a difference. You can call or text me at 844-424-1134, and guess what? I'll actually reach back out to you. Or send me an email at uh, smatilly at yournextmission.org. Okay, let's pick it up where we left off. Uh, Master Sergeant Hayes, I want to make sure I say that. I want to get that right. Re- because I respect... Uh, you know, I say hooah. Uh, <laughs> 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 you know, well, you know, who is I, I give a class up in Baltimore, and every time I talk to them, I, I get them. These are all awesome, civilians. I get them saying whoa, so... Uh, Every time I go and see them, they hua, and they and they say, "What's it mean?" Everything. It means
2: everything. It means everything, but no.
1: <laughs> That's right. it Means everything, but no. Well, you can say that, yeah. but there's there's different ways to say hua. <laughs> hey, we're we're heading into our final segment with you today. And I, you know, I, I hope you you know we've covered everything you want to cover, but I hope you've enjoyed as much as I have because I I uh, you know I just just enjoy talking to people that care. And just listen to you, and, and listen to the things you need to talk about. I know you, you really care about our veteran community and their families. I, I just, just really have just a couple more questions. In preparation for this call, we we talked about the uh, legislation that directly going to affect all veterans, the PACT Act. Uh, can you tell me, tell the audience, you know, what is the PACT Act? I'm not sure I, I fully understand.
2: Yeah, the PACT Act is uh, one of the most historic, comprehensive pieces of legislation that impacts veterans exposed to military environmental exposures, toxins, burn pits. And uh, it's named after Sergeant First Class Heath Robinson. Uh, Unfortunately, we lost Sergeant First Class Robinson at the age of 39. Wow. And uh, it was because of toxins. And uh, and this bill was named after him and uh, and is now passed and signed by the president as of August the 10th. And now we have 23 new presumptive conditions effective as of August 10th. That we're urging, encouraging, begging our veterans who may have these conditions to file claims today to get the benefits that they've earned. And uh, we want them to get into our healthcare system too to get the treatment that they require to to help them navigate some of these conditions. But again, this is a, a very Uh, taxing piece of legislation that VA is taking on. We're in the process of hiring many more professionals, both on the benefits side and the healthcare side to assist our veterans and and our survivors as well, uh, might I add. But again, this is long overdue. And the interesting part about the 23 new presumptive conditions is that how the bill was initially written is that these conditions were to be phased in to you know to you know to law, or whatever, over several years. The president, President Biden, Secretary McDonough of VA said no, that's not good enough. These individuals need this now. And as of August 10th, all 23 presumptive conditions are in effect. So again, we're urging our veterans to file their claims to date. The soonest that we can adjudicate the claims is January 1st. And I know folks are gonna ask, well, why are you asking me to file my claim today when you can't adjudicate adjudicate claims until January 1st? Well, there's several different measures that VA must take in order to get to the January 1st. We have to hire professionals in order to, more professionals, because we're gonna take on more claims. So we need to hire these individuals in a timely fashion. Not only hire them, we have to train and educate them to ensure that they are prepared to adjudicate these claims properly the first time. We want to get this right, absolutely right, the very first time for all of you. So we have to do that. We have some modernization going on with our IT systems as well to lead us into January. So, again, there's several different steps leading into January to get that done. But, again, it's important that all veterans File today because if you file today, it will be backdated to August 10th. So again, you know when you're talking finances and things of that nature, you know there's a lot to go into this. So just because we adjudicate on January 1st, your claim will be backdated to August 10th of 2022. So again, it's important that folks take advantage of that. You can learn more at va.gov/pact. That's P-A-C-T va.gov/pack to find out more information on how to file a claim or if you're eligible for these benefits.
1: Right, you answer. You answered one question. I was going to ask you and a minute. You know how we implement the program. You just explained that to him. The other thing is that, uh, you know, Agent Orange and and you hit it on mm-hmm. a lot of the the stuff that blew up in Iraq and Afghanistan and all those other places. There was chemicals in there, and you had no yes. idea how to. I, had a, I talked about it yesterday on the show, but we had a. Uh, not a good friend, I won't, I won't mention his name, he had a rash when he came back. He never right. could get rid of his rash. He never, and he went to a series of doctors, VA and everything else, mm-hmm. and, and couldn't get rid of the rash. So it's, it's uh, uh, again, for the people that are listening, it's important that you go to the Veterans Administration that you, that you get some of these questions answered. And it's also, it's, it's important that you use the VA and, and you apply for disability. And uh, if you're having issues or having problems or whatever, and you need to talk to somebody, they have a lot of people that'll assist you. And There's a lot of veterans out there. One of the things that you said, though, it's uh, it's, it's sort of sad. You said there's nine million people that are using the uh, Veterans Administration. I wish that number was you know if we're saying 20 million, you know, about 11 million short uh, of what we're doing. But we need to we need to figure out a better way. I always say we need to find out a better way to uh, market our product, get the word out about the Veterans Administration, what's going on. Hey, what's uh, what focus do we're heading into 2023? What's the what's the focus? What, are you going to change anything? Anything coming up?
2: I'm yes, just our main enjoy life. Yeah, well, exactly. You know, you got to enjoy every single day. Every every single day is the greatest day of my life. You know, I'm hoping it is for everybody else. But yeah, absolutely. But again, uh, our main focus is to continue our push to encourage as many veterans as possible to file claims and to yeah. enter into the VA healthcare system. Yeah. Again, we want to take on every single veteran who has served his or her country, and we want to encourage them to do so. We want them also to understand that you know your VA. It's not the VA of yesteryear. Yeah. So again, you know, you may have heard things in the past of how VA is. We welcome you to come in, visit, please, by all means, chat with us, chat with our trained professionals, our clinicians, uh, you know, our, our, our benefits folks to talk about, you know, the things that you are eligible for. Just have that sit down chat with them, learn as much as you can to make the best decision for you. But yeah. that's our our you know latest thing. We want to continue our push into the new year to encourage as many veterans as possible to join the VA healthcare system and to seek the benefits that they have earned and they deserve.
1: I think the other thing, too, is, is make sure you document this stuff in your medical records. Uh, one of the problems you have is when people get out of the service, it's not documented. You know, I, I, uh, I remember uh, I got hit with shrapnel in Vietnam years ago, and a piece of shrapnel caught my arm or something like that. Well, I never, I never went to the medic. I didn't do anything. Right. I just put a Band-Aid on it and kept going. Because I, you know, because that's what uh, most soldiers do. They don't. Uh, you frown right. down to get hurt. You just ah, uh, you know, it hurts a little bit, but I can keep pushing. Because you don't want to leave the team. You want to stay right. there, right with them, and keep pushing and, and doing what you're doing. So,
2: uh, yeah, that's uh, that's important. So, I, and, I, and and that's uh, vital. You bring up a yeah. valuable point, Sergeant Major. And and I don't want to just talk to our veterans here. I want to talk to our men and women who are serving now. Absolutely. Because yeah. you you bring up a valuable point. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you an example as you just touched on. For the first fifteen years of my career, uh, I was unfortunately had this mindset that sick call was for the week, and uh, I refused to go Me to too. sick call. I refused <laughs> to get, I refused to get anything yeah, documented. Yeah. I put some uh, some duct tape on it, wrapped it up real good, and kept kept it moving. And, uh, and 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 I say this because, you know, many of us have that mentality. And as you stated, if you don't have your your ailments and you know your your injuries documented in the back end of your career, it yeah. can hurt you. Yeah. Especially when you're talking about filing for these benefits and this compensation. So again, I want all of those individuals who are serving now, or men and women serving today, do not be afraid to get yourself checked out. Do not you know, be afraid to get the medical attention that you require. It's actually a sign of strength. It's gonna help you be the best version of you for your battle buddy on your left yeah. and your battle buddy on your right. Yeah. And then not only that, on the back end, when it's time for you to you know, hang that uniform up, which we all have to do at some point, you know, you're gonna be taken care of on the back end. And that's our duty at the VA is to take care of you the best way possible. But again, we need to ensure that you're taking care of yourself throughout that process, getting those items documented. So when it's time to file those claims, you have everything readily available to you and it's a seamless transition over.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh and you're really right. You hit it on the head a lot of times and I did the same thing, you know, I don't I don't need to go on see a call. You know, if you're a call, you're sort of weak or whatever. Uh I think maybe the younger generation may be a little bit different. I hope it is, but the older guys I work with, uh was always doing that. You know, I am okay, yeah. I can make it through. So and and, and uh yeah. I, I think the other thing too is making sure our military family members, our spouses, understand what the benefits are, uh and what yes. issues they have there. So it's it's uh it's so critical for them to understand, and, and again, uh, not just medical, but uh, housing, all the rest of the stuff that's in there. Uh, I just, I just think it's important. I, I wish there was a better way. I wish there was a better way for the, the VA to get. I know the VA can't really do a whole lot of marketing. Uh, we can't say a whole lot, but uh, you know, we're we're doing better. Any, uh, first of all, let me say it's great talking to you today. You're a uh, you're a wonderful person. You're a wonderful. Uh, I'm sure you're a wonderful soldier. I never met you in the military, but I'm sure you are. Uh, any final thoughts? Anything you want to share with the audience? Anything maybe we missed? You may want to get the a website or a phone number in there again. But anything we missed?
2: Yeah, yeah, without question, Sergeant Major. Again, to any of our veterans, servicemen and women, families who may be facing any difficulties, challenges, crisis, yeah. dial that nine eight eight number nine eight eight and press one to get the services you need. To those individuals who may have served in those areas I talked about, you know, when it comes to pact that, you know, to our, you know, Vietnam era veterans, this impacts you as well. You know, go to va.gov slash PAC to find out more information on the eligibility for these benefits. Again, we encourage you, urge you, beg you to file your claims today. Come to us now to enroll in VA healthcare. We have the, the some amazing clinicians selfless clinicians ready to take on that task to deliver world-class healthcare and access to benefits to you and uh, and we're looking forward to having you. So, so again, thank you Sergeant Major for having me today. It's a pleasure, you're a mentor of mine from afar and uh, I love this platform that you have that continues to educate and inform your public, You know our veterans, our servicemen and women and I salute each of them for everything they continue to do for me my family and our country.
1: Let me ask you: a qu- Is there any way you can just spread the word about this podcast? Because you're going to be on the show and stuff. That uh, spread the words to other VA veterans and stuff. Without questions, Sergeant Major. Hey,
2: I encourage every single individual to watch the Your Next Mission podcast. You know, subscribe today. Yeah. You know, I'm a subscriber myself. I tune in because I want to see you know the amazing guests that Sergeant Major has because it's, it's information for me. You know, I get to continue to learn. I'm a lifelong learner. So the amazing guests you have on Sergeant Major are are, are very great. And again, I encourage everybody to join. So I'm going to tell a friend who's going to tell a friend, hopefully tells another friend. So thanks again, Sergeant Major. Well,
1: here's one for you. Get the sector the VA to join, get him up there. You talk to him all the time, pay him, get him up there. And all of us definitely will problems.
2: do, <laughs> will do That's, Hey, that's my next mission is to get, <laughs> to get the secretary on your next mission podcast, Sergeant Major.
1: Well, you know that's the way we help each other. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of people. I, I always tell people, there's a lot of people say, you know, I'm going to thank you and all this other stuff. We're not saying thank you. We're going to do something about it, just like you guys are. So, uh, thank you. You know, God bless you, and thank you for, thank you for what you're doing and continue to do. Thanks uh, again. Thanks again to uh, again to, uh, Mass Sergeant, uh Terrence Hayes, retired. Uh, I'm Jack Updolly, 12th Sergeant Major of the Army. You've been watching. Your Next Mission video podcast, and, and thank you for watching today. If you didn't get anything out of there, something's wrong with you, because we've had a, a great discussion about, uh, about our veteran community, about how do we help them with those kind of uh, medical issues that we have. And I think sometimes people struggle, and they don't want to do anything about it. They don't want to talk to anybody, but uh, they want to help you. Uh, so reach out to them. Please visit us on our website uh, at yournextmission.org, and leave me a review. I always say, I hope it's a good review, but if it's not, mm, okay, I got it. You know, I can't satisfy everybody, but I'm gonna do the best I can to make a difference. You can also visit our partners there who will provide you with so many services that will assist you in your transition out of the military. And when you transition out, you may think it's easy, but it's, it's challenging. Also visit our uh, corporate partners there and see all the, the jobs that are available. Please know uh, we want to assist you all the way, any way we can. I'm gonna say that again, probably mess it up a little bit, but please know we want to assist you any way we can. Uh, please follow me on all my personal media channels or pages. I, You know, I get all messed up about that. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Never thought I'd ever say anything like that. And if you enjoyed our discussion, I know that you did with Massard Hayes. Uh, please like us. Click on that subscribe button below. Don't forget, we want to hear from you. Please uh, leave me a message or send me an email at uh, smatilly at yournetcommission.org or, or text me at 844-424-1134. Thanks again to Mass Sergeant Terrence Hayes, retired, for being with us today. It was just great having him on the show. And you can see by, by, his, by his discussion and his mannerism and everything else, he really cares about uh, making a difference. And at each, at each show at the very end, I get to you know, say some final thoughts to you. And I think today what I'm gonna say is, is, we're all part of a family. We all care about each other. We all wanna help each other, but, but don't think you're alone. You know, if you're, if you're homeless and you got an issue, there's, there's also a veteran out there that will help you, assist you in any way you can. If you're thinking about suicide, call somebody, talk to somebody, talk to your family. Don't think that you're alone. Remember, we're, we're all part of a team. We're all part of a family. We all want to make a difference. Uh, we live in a wonderful world. Uh, we have a lot of great people around us. But unfortunately, sometimes people struggle a little bit. Don't think that you're struggling by yourself. I'm here for you. Mass Sergeant Hayes is here for you. We'll help you any way that we can. Again, thanks for watching. Thanks to Cloudcast Media and, of course, New Mind Studios and our four presenting sponsors, Calvert Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global, and Veterans United Home Loans. We appreciate, not just me, we, all the military. We appreciate all you do for our military. And as always, see you on the high ground. Hoorah!
0: You've been listening to Your Next Mission, brought to you by the American Freedom Foundation. Learn more by visiting yournextmission.org.